for another topic here. Uh, it's lovely to have you here with us today. Um, I just feel like to just introducing our Lord and Savior um, in the show. So Lord, we just want to welcome you here this morning mm. and as we share and discuss and prepare, we pray and ask you today that you really fill us with more revelation and more understanding of your words. We ask you, Lord, this morning that you touch our heart and really open our eyes and open our ears so we can see and hear not only what you have to say to us, but be able to show us the things that you want us to see. Mm. We commit everyone that's listening here today, live, and those who are maybe listening tomorrow, and we pray in the name of Jesus that indeed you will have your way with them. Mm. Lord, thank you again for this time. Thank you again for giving us the opportunity to share, especially in this season, as we continue to prepare, Father, for your return. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good morning, everyone. It's lovely to have you here again. Um, Good morning. You're looking at me smiling, babe. What's happening? Nothing much. Nothing much? Are you sure? that i'm smiling yeah it is good that you're smiling it is good that you're smiling (laughs) my wife's coming back from a few hours of uh night prayer but she seemed all right now she seemed fresh fresh with a bottle of water next to her guys it was lovely last week we had a lot of comments about the show that we hosted especially on on the seed and gardening and it was lovely to have uh our guests here um there's been comment and asking question to have more of this you know, I've been praying in the Holy Spirit, and we're going to be covering this in, in due time, but we will definitely go in more detail. Uh, this is just the beginning, um, truly just the beginning, just for us to continue to uh, really prepare in that sense. Um, as you probably know, um, if you want, if you have any comments, um, if you have uh, any questions or even any videos that you may have found that you may think relevant to us, uh, please do send it using the WhatsApp uh, Revelation our WhatsApp, or you can also email us at revelation info at revelationhour.co.uk. Okay, so today we're going to be touching on a, a bit a little different topic. You know, we, we're still looking into building a community within the community and really preparing us and the next generation uh, into the end times. And it's good that. We have a guest here who will be coming and join us in a few minutes. I'm not going to reveal who she is or who he is in that sense, but she'll be joining us. And she basically help us to navigate uh, how we can actually uh, prepare into the end time. So watch out. But before we do that, these are things that the Lord has really, really brought into my heart um, over the last uh, few days or so. And uh, I don't know for those who are listening, um, were with us last year, we share um, a topic which kind of cover based on the pyramid of the New World Order. And I just wanted to really go through a little bit into this for over five, 10 minutes. It's something that we're going to be looking into is to understand um, how the system, the current system is actually working and planning and leading up to what we know 
uh, from the book of Revelation. So, as we know uh, clearly, um, we've got the revelation for us. It's really seeing the word from God's perspective. And I think God, what God has really given us into this perspective is the preparation. I was speaking to um, a friend of mine a few days ago, and he was saying to me that the church was so unprepared when this pandemic just hit the whole world. And it is true that as a church, we were caught a little bit by surprise. I thought personally that I didn't think this happened. When things were started to kicking up in China uh, back in November, December, none of us would expect that here, April, we're still in a situation when the whole world is pretty much on standby. But the interesting thing is what it did, it allowed us to kind of repositioning ourselves as believers to begin to pray and see God's face and really see God's revelation and understanding that we need to see the word from God's perspective. And really God has been speaking about it through the book, through the Bible many times, you know. We know we have this, but we're not part of this word. And the fact that we need to seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and everything that shall be added unto us. So we are beginning now to pray. I've seen rising antecessors rising all over the world and really beginning not only to seek God's um, you know, favor in terms of removing the pandemic, but even going deeper and further and asking God what it is that you want us to do in this season. And I think that's been such a revelation for us in that sense. Um, but as we look into this, one of the things that the Lord has showed me as well was this map of a triangle. And Donald Marcy, if you remember, when we looked into this and, and I was explaining how the New World Order was positioning everything in order to be able to have a complete control. And we looked into the first layer. We basically look into first layer, the world population and the corporation that are in place. And I think that as we beginning to build this community within the community it is important to understand how the new world order is planning this world we're talking about new world order but what is a new world order is a world which is probably different from the world that we have now but we are seeing here in this diagram how they begin to implement the system now the first thing is he said i will say you're here and say as a dead slave is because everything from birth to retirement is actually controlled at the moment by the system. Mm. What's your take on it, young lady? Exactly that. I think the thing is these, these infrastructures have been put into place for hundreds of years. Um, so it's, it's not something that is a new thing. And I think what you said, people kind of woke up one day and it was like this and everyone was quite surprised by it, but it's not Absolutely. something that, um, it's not something that just happened overnight. It's something that has been planned. It's been orchestrated. It's, there's a lot of thought and a lot of planning um, and a lot of other things in terms of spiritual, the spiritual side of things that have gone into this. Um, so in order to ensure that the population are so distracted um, by, by life and with the things of life and the cares of the world that we are not paying attention to the other things that are taking place, the structure that are being put in place to enslave people. Um, but you know, yeah, so that's my take on it really. And, it, and it's quite interesting that as we look at it on those different layers here, um, we have now birth, school, labor, tax, debt, 
retirement. And you will think that the average um, person will go through that system from birth, going to school, being taught in school what they need to learn in school, then work for it, coming out of school, working, pay your taxes. Most of the people, well, uh, great generation people today are in debt um, from the student loans to whatever debt we are in to mortgages. mortgages. And we include mortgages as well because mortgages is still a form of, of debt. You borrow money mm-hmm. um, to be able to buy to buy a big purchase. You want to say something about it, no? The, the, the Bible is clear. It says the borrower is servant to the lender. So mm-hmm. it's, it's just another way of lending. So we're always going to be servant to the person who we're lending from. So. Absolutely. And then retirement uh, pensions. We, we have always got a take on these pensions, and mm. you know, Mars and I, those 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 interesting discussion that we have in all the time when it comes to uh, pensions. You know, thinking that you put in money for your retirement, mm. but you can't take that money out to invest it to probably trying to make more money out of it to have a better retirement and and so, sometimes what's the kind of money people giving you per month if you have an average kind of retirement pension plots I mean, some people have paid um hundreds of thousands into their pension pot but if you for example i think like 150 200 000 is not really that much but a thousand two thousand pounds a month maximum if you were to actually live on that most people's salaries are double that or their household income would need to be more than that especially if you take into the increase in living and the cost of living in the future it probably will be far more than that so you're paying into something that really and truly is is not going to give you the return on investment and also that really um, if you just put into average work pension or something like that um, things like NHS pensions and civil service pensions are a bit different they get a bit more of a return but even so um, it's still, it's still not really wise. I think most people they go for self investment, self investment personal pensions plans where they can actually invest the money themselves or SASs, where you can set up a trust for your family to go forward in the future, um, and you can then invest the money where you would like to invest it. Um, in that sense, but still, it's a pension, so you can't withdraw it. But there are different ways to be able to move it around. Um, but it's, it's, it's just quite interesting. I think the thing for me was one of the things that really spoke to me was when I was actually looking into this a bit more was that if, for example, someone was to pass away, you've got £150,000 in your pension, the government straight away take 50% of it and then give the rest to your, the, the people who are left behind. So, for example, if I was to pass away and I had £150,000 in my pension... Do you have an £150,000? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah don't be telling. <laughs> um, but the thing is, at the end of the day, it's... Um, you would only get you would only get fifty percent of it, so you would only get seventy five thousand. It's just something I'm like, why are the government taking fifty percent of people's pensions? Just like that, off the bat, nothing, nothing. It's just like they'll just say, okay, this is yours, this is ours. Um, so that alone, it doesn't really, it's 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 not really right, is it? Well, it is. Like I said, it is a system that has been put in place for mm. for a while, and this is a system that's going to be adopted. So. As we look at this first layer, which you speak of the date slaves and 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 population, um, in that sense, um, yeah, it, it just really kind of put things into perspective as well um, in terms of us um, trying to understand the system that uh, we're living in and the fact that everything is pretty much controlled um, from beginning to end in that sense. Um, 
then we looked into the world population control as well. Uh, as you know, governments, um, governments, um, sorry, governments, um, religion, education, and media, which where the new world order want to have be able to control the whole population through this four stream, um, of these four pillars, I would say, and then from them. We're looking at the new world order controlling the world resources control and then it's gone to the world financial control we're talking the imf um mm. uh, wb uh, all the central box tax revenue uh bank international settlement and you think after that we're talking about after that going through the world institution united nation club of rome uh, bilberg group mm. uh trilateral commercial mm. council um and so on and then it goes to the last one which is actually where the antichrist will pretty much be sitting uh where everything uh will be given to him now we have a question here question c do do those are leading the new world order or the one world government know that it um, I'm not under, completely sure to understand the question. Uh, would you be able to re uh, reframe this question for us so we can try and see whether we can answer it? Do those... Leading the new world order. So, for example, um, the people are actually leading or, or speaking out for a new world order. Um, the thing is, this is what we always say yeah. about this. We mm -hmm. always say the same about this. It's just like... I suppose... It, the thing is, we have, a, we have a doctrine from Jesus. We say, you know, we know Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Uh -huh. We know that he, we believe in him. We know that we're, he's, he, we're going to, we once we have salvation, we'll, we'll, you know, we have, we'll live with him in eternity. You know, all these things, if we continue to do the things that, that the word says. Uh -huh. um, so all these different things. But the thing is, as we, we, have, we, have, we have doctrine, they also have theirs. So I just believe that, you know, they have been spun a story. Um, that they will have dominion, they will have power. And, and when you actually see the things that are happening and taking place now, it actually fits in very much with a lot of, of what, um, what they believe. Um, and they believe, we see all this talk of, of depopulation, mm -hmm. um, that only a certain amount of people can live on the earth, otherwise, you know, it's going to be an earth where there's going to be extreme poverty. And, you know, it has to be in this particular way. So, that's their new world order and i was saying to john mark it, it's like they believe that that is their utopia and this is where they will live and this and this is why it's so important for them to have that world because this will be their world i, th I think what we need to understand um as we go further to the top um in term i will go further to the top they are closer to satan mm. than they are and and really the people at the top are truly satanic people mm. they have a plan they have satan's plan to put in place mm. and as far as they're concerned whether satan brainwashed them to believing that he's got a victory when well, we all know that jesus had a victory mm. you know we the, the, the thing you see this is the exciting thing i always said to the children the exciting thing about our faith and us believing in jesus is we know the end mm. we know the end and actually satan also know the end that's it and that's why he's running scared and right and quickly to try to uh, really bring the whole world into um, not only disobeying God, ignoring God, ignoring God. For the Christian, he's just trying to take them away from that relationship with God. For the non-Christian, 
is to many think that God doesn't exist mm. or God doesn't care about them or God is not interesting in them and so on. So this situation in terms of new world order and one world government, as you get to the top of this pyramid, they are fully aware of what's yeah, taking place definitely. and what they're the doing. Higher get, yeah. The higher you get, the higher you get, the more you know exactly what was the outcome. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm trying to say. So as you look maybe in the world population control, maybe the religion, government, education, media, some of them are most puppet. Mm. But you will find out that maybe the top of the media industry, such as, let's take for, let's take for example, Walt Disney, where Disney. Disney will control a lot of the media. And and you see, and they keep at the moment, their strategy is to buy everywhere, every media outlet, they can buy it. They want to buy it so they can have that complete control. The top people, the top CEO of Disney will surely be part of this group that know exactly what's the plan and the outcome of it. Mm. But as you filter down the line, they are puppets in a sense. And us as population, as you said, we are so debt slave that all most of the people today focus on is birth school labor taxes debt and retirement but that's what we've been groomed to hey, that's exactly what i'm trying to say it's been kind of the brainwashing groom prepared this is why it starts from birth from birth to retirement our civilization has been prepared for has been prepared mm -hmm. to live in a certain way to do certain things to get to certain school to get a certain promotion and to get certain jobs but the outcome of it, the control is still there. So so as we looked into building a community within the community, we thought that the best way to start it was to start where God started, family, you know, when God started. We've seen family be under attack over the last 20, 30 years through the introduction on um, um, different doctrine, um, through the introduction of the LGBT program, through the introduction of really breaking up the nucleus of what family is. But I think for us now, as I said, we want to begin to prepare people for what's coming. Mm -hmm. How do we do this? We start with our children. Because they, are, they will be the ultimate next generation that will take on the button. You pass on the button to the next generation to do it. So how do we do that? Well, we have uh, here with us uh, Nicola. Uh, Nicola, uh, that's going to be really sharing some truth with us uh, in terms of preparing our children for the end time, the other topic that we're going to share. But... Nicola, are you here with us this morning? I'm here. <laughs> Lovely I'm here. to hear your voice. Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning. And, and really, as we try to um, help us, and as you said, we don't have all the answers here. To be honest, mm -hmm. I don't have any answer, you know. But I, I'm hoping yeah. that, you know, but every one of us bringing their own expertise and, and their own way of doing things can help to really change not only the mindset of each each other but most importantly start making moves sure because yeah. sure. i always 
been, you know, these, these things really about us beginning to be more practical that we do things and not just listening. It's not be practical. It's not moving forward with this. So yeah. tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do. And, and, and really this question that we want to ask you first after that is how do we prepare our children for the end times? It's a good question. Um, let me just let me just thank you guys firstly just for inviting me on. I am super passionate about families, as I know you guys know already. Um, and it, to be honest, it, I sort of fell into being passionate about family. Didn't really realise that that was how God wanted to use me um, and use my life. But I've probably been supporting families in some capacity probably since about two thousand and four. Um, and a, a lot of that, you know, over the years has been, you know, in a secular environment, whether that's been in a school, a children's centre, um, just really supporting some of the most vulnerable families. And it, that has kind of transitioned into me doing some stuff with the church. Um, and in this sort of season that we're in right now, and as we're seeing end times play out and um, watching things happen, God has really impressed it on my heart that actually he wants me to focus on the body um, of Christ. And so my heart uh, at this time is really about strengthening families, really about going back and having a look at what is God's mind concerning families? How does he want to use families in his story? And what can we do to prepare the next generation um, for what is coming so so yeah that's that's sort of a little overview of what I do I am a mother myself um, my husband and I have five children hey. um, <laughs> the eldest is now 21 wow. um, and our youngest is 12 um, so yeah we've learned a whole heap about family we haven't always got it right we're certainly not perfect but God has really used our children as a way of highlighting his word um, and his ways to us um, and the role in particular the role of the holy spirit what the role of the holy spirit is in our lives and how we are as parents to be that for our children mm. um so yeah so yeah i hope that that's a <laughs> that, that, that thank you that's brilliant. It. <laughs> brilliant i just want to ask uh, every everyone who's listening this morning if you have any question you want to ask it please use the chat to use the question and and other nicola or myself or marcia will try to answer the best that, that we can so my first question is really clear. How do we prepare mm -hmm. children for the end times? We've come into a crisis where everything is not standing still. The church is realizing that, hold on a minute, what have we been doing? So yeah. how people of God, how do we prepare children? Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, and it's a, it's a really broad answer. Um, mm. Or should I say a really detailed answer? Because there's lots of things in there. But I think it's worth me starting off by saying, um, you know, you guys would share that diagram and was talking about sort of the lower level. Um, that's where the majority of us guys are. And we have been conditioned, like you said, to think a certain way, to live life a certain way, to go through various stages. And that's what is in our thinking. And I think, you know, the question that came about do are people aware, you know, do they know what they're doing? I think this agenda has been it's been in place since the beginning, you know, it's been in operation for millennia. And I think part of our problem, particularly in the body of Christ, is that we sometimes live like we don't have the overall picture or like we don't know the end. Mm. And what that does is we then live and raise our families in what I call a very default way, 
Mm. Um, because the default is, you know, you have children, you get them registered, you put them in childcare, you put them in school and, you know, and they become taxpayers and X, Y, Z. And, and that's the default way of living. Mm. And a lot of us don't think beyond um, one, providing for our children's basic sort of needs. So food, you know, clothing, shelter, you know, and maybe think about financially for the future. Mm. Um, and, and if you're a believer, we're thinking, right, we also need to inject prayer in there and, you know, and, and the faith in some way. But actually, unless we live with end minds, with end times in mind unless we live with the promise in mind jesus's return in mind mm. then we won't live with purpose we mm. won't parent with purpose no matter how much we think we do we won't um and so in terms of preparing i think firstly it's worth saying that we need to remember what our objective is and what our goal is and what our mandate is in terms of raising children and that is to glorify jesus mm. that is to to be part of his plan for for mankind and to see souls saved um so yeah that's sort of my kind of <laughs> first point to mention um and then i guess i when i think about preparing for end times specifically there are three sort of main areas that i that i think of and that i um support parents to think about and that is one spiritually uh two practically and i know that you guys have been great at sort of bringing um, to the forefront, particularly last week um, and, you know, in this season about how practically we can prepare, mm. um, but also in the area of character, because mm. you can have children who are very, very spiritual, um, very aware of who Jesus is and all of that. But actually, if we haven't built character, then they will still default to certain things and certain ways of thinking. Um, so spiritually, practically and character. Um, so I don't know if you want to ask anything before I kind of break some of those down a bit. <laughs> I think Marcia, you, you had a question before mm -hmm. to Ryan question it. I was just thinking about that. So the thing is, when you were saying you saying a, a lot of this, and that some people are probably in, you know, taking it all in and going, "Wow, well, in terms of the conditioning," um, and you were saying mm -hmm. we kind of default into just going with the system, basically. You know, yeah. can you give give us an example of of if you don't default? Do you see what would that look like or what could that look like? Because, you know, um, I know that you homeschool um, yeah. your daughter um, and that, you know, and it's one of those things. And, and from ages ago, I, I wanted to get you on here to speak about homeschooling a long, long yeah. time ago. Um, yeah. And it was before all of this. It was it's just something that really dropped in my spirit that we needed to begin to prepare our children in that way. Um, and yeah. it's sometimes people, it's just like, I can't do that. It's all the reasons why we can't do it. Um, how would that work and all the rest of it? So I, I just want you to kind of give us a bit of an overview how if we don't actually um, default, how does that look or how yeah. could that look? Yeah, no, you ask a really, really good question. And the, the conversations that we have where we say things like, well, I couldn't do that and I don't know how to do that really comes from a place of conditioning, if I'm honest. Um, and I'm saying that from somebody who has been conditioned. You know, my, my own children are far further along the road in terms of not being conditioned than I, I am because of how we raised them. You know, I, I was raised in, you know, in London, you know, went to school, did all the usual default stuff. And I think I've had to have a look at and, and Harold has had to have a look at the way that we think and whether that lines up with God's word and what he's speaking to our hearts. And so I think 
um, in terms of what it looks like, really it's a faith walk. You know, this whole walk is faith, right? And anything that we do that is not default is going to be difficult because we're going against the grain. We're going against what the system of this world is. And I will say to you, like, yes, we're homeschooling our youngest at the moment. And in all honesty, it wasn't something that was necessarily planned. Um, we had thought about it for many, many years. And we had thought about it because God had put it on our hearts. And we were like, I don't know how we're going to do this. You know, there's, we've got several of them. We are working or we've got things that we're doing with both in ministry. How do we homeschool children and have all of that stuff going on and god just spoke and that's the thing about god he just talks and and then it's up to us whether we want to believe him and whether we want to obey his voice mm. um and we didn't we didn't listen because we were trying to work out how it was going to work and in eventually what happened was without getting into the long story our 12 year old got into some very um difficult situations at school and to the point where she was uh, thinking about killing herself and it was a matter of we need to take this child out of school <laughs> and homeschool her there's no it was it was we saw our daughter change completely so it, for us it became um, an emergency to get her out mm -hmm. and we really had to ask God to forgive us because actually he told us to take her out two years prior to that mm -hmm. and we didn't because we were thinking about all of the ways in which we can't do it and what's happened is since she's come out um thankfully she's much better now she's doing she's thriving actually um in those in those she's been out for about a year and a half now and seriously god has just worked it out i can't tell you how um things have just come together but I, I was able to to work less hours um and it just has come together and the thing is that's what god promises us isn't it it's mm -hmm. he will work things out you know, if we just trust him, if we walk with him. And so I think in response to your question, Marcy, I think sometimes we just need to do it. <laughs> we just need to understand what the, the voice of the Lord is saying and actually mm. just step out and do it. Mm. Don't get me wrong. There are loads of resources and things and helpful stuff. You know, people want to be pointed in the right direction, but you won't, you won't ask for those things unless you have already settled in your heart. That that's what you want to do. Mm. Um, yeah, it's yeah, a very it. good point. Yeah. I, I think this is a very important point, especially mm. in the season we're in at the moment. And as you pointed out, it's about practicality. And mm. and and I think sure. one of the things that I believe God is doing with us is taking us out of a coffin zone, taking us of the things that we used to do all the time, and really challenging us to begin to trust him and to do things in a very different way mm, we yes. talked last week about seed and beginning to plant and and so on things maybe for some of us would be alien to us really because mm. we go to the supermarket and and, and get what we need mm -hmm. but also when it comes to today in terms of family and and beginning to have this mindset of asking the lord what it is that you want to do with our children. And I think yes. a question that I believe we need to do, we need to begin asking because mm -hmm. there is a pattern when our children are born, put them to the best school that we can based mm -hmm. on what we've got. Mm -hmm. And as they grow, you know, if we can afford private school, put them into the private school because we believe that we get the best education. Yeah. Then put them into, uh, when they're growing, they've been indoctrinated to go to the best school. Then obviously they would want to go to, the best university to get the mm -hmm. best knowledge. But the interesting thing is, what kind of knowledge are they learning? 
Yeah. When they're going through the whole school system and so on. And we've seen it today. What are they teaching our children in school today? In primary school, sex education in primary school. There was not long ago, a few days ago, there a school um, um, school parents rise up against the school that wanted to bring a program in primary school uh, on sex education to show children how to masturbate. Mm. That was something that today the world we say, this is what we can do. The children need to know about sex education. Yeah. And the question is, what a four-year-old, a five-year-old, a six, seven-year-old would know about sex education? What does it need yeah. about sex education? What does it need to know about masturbation, which is yeah. actually something which is against God's ways? Yeah. So what God is doing at the moment is really, and as you pointed out, you know, it took years for you to realize God has spoken to you about it for a while. Mm-hmm. And, then, and it takes courage, but it takes faith that's and boldness thing. to that's really begin to do yeah, things like that. Yes. I think yeah. what you said yeah. about faith is, is so key. Mm. Um, and God teaches us about faith in different ways and different seasons. Um, and it's also whether, as you said, we're obedient to do the things that God has called for us to do or he's speaking to us about doing. And sometimes it is a big gulp. And that's why I was yeah, asking you, what's your story? Because I think, you know, for most people to think about taking their children out of school, mm. my goodness. And, you mm. know, one of the parents actually sent me a text message saying, so when they go back, mm. are you going to allow, you know, one of our children to go back? And it's yes. what Mark was saying, you know, you've, you've gone through the whole system. You've got them into grammar schools. You've got, you've done this, yes. that, 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 the other. And it's just like, okay, at this stage, you can see things are not quite right. Yeah. what do you do and and that is where as you were saying holy spirit to really hear what the spirit of god is saying but then once yeah. he does speak to be obedient and trusting and being faithful to to walk according to what he has spoken and That's i think right. that takes a lot of boldness it takes it takes a lot of trust in the lord to be able to do that and um, because our children are our children, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and, and I want to echo, and I was going to touch on this, and it's very good that we have a, an anonymous attendee who actually wrote this. Private school also has its problems, so please don't mm-hmm. think that if your child get into private mm-hmm. school, they will mm-hmm. be all right. The student joins secret society, sex party, and a lot of drugs. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that one of the things that is quite interesting, you know, about big school like Eton School and those schools that actually they're prepping those guys to be world leaders mm. but world mm. leaders in the system that we've shown based on the spirit yes yes and that's the thing that i'm actually thinking i believe god and, and this is why i love i love the lord so much because in our shortcoming and short footing, we were unprepared to this pandemic but what he's doing is almost like he's opening up our eyes now there's mm-hmm. another way to do it a lot of us who got children are beginning to do their own school at home. And, yes. you know, I asked Marcel the, the other question. How is it? Is it that difficult? Mm. And that's the question I want to ask you now. Is it difficult to homeschool children? Because you, you've, you've gone through it, the whole system. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me just say this before I answer that, um, just in case anybody's thinking this. The school, the schools and our education system obviously is it's of this world. And so they they have the programming aspect running all the way through it. Um, But I do believe that there are some children who are called to be in school. 
right? Mm -hmm. That God is saying, no, this one needs to go to school because the kinds of things that they need to learn and the kinds of influence that the Lord wants Mm -hmm. them to have requires them to go through that system. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't, I'm not saying that everybody should homeschool, but I think everybody needs to really uh, be willing to do whatever God is saying is best for our children. You know, not all of our children are homeschooled. Um, there's there's another one actually that we were we were talking about just the other day about whether we're going to send him back in September because mm-hmm. we're actually not sure. He's another one that God has kind of been highlighting for a while, and it's like hmm, now's the time really to mm-hmm. to start looking at that. Um, whereas there's there's two of our children that we can 100% identify needed to go through that system because of what they've been called to do. Mm. Um, one is to go into politics and she is on fire for Jesus, but is also mm. very clued up, very academic and mm. needed to experience some of the injustice that has happens at school mm. um, in order to prepare for where she's going. So, mm. you know, we're not saying that school is is for nobody. Um, but that that's not that's not necessarily or it shouldn't be just the default for all of us we really need to think alternatively um what was your question again (laughs) no it's good it's good that you had to answer this i think i really hear that because we we're the same yeah three children and it's just like all three very different characters and one that we're thinking "Mm, maybe not to go back is the one academically where we're like okay he's done all the gone through the hoops but you know, at the end of the day, is it really for him? Will he thrive yeah. that way? And then we know another one. She's already going, I'm going back to school. I can't wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. The way that she is. She's, she's, she's meant to be there. And also what you're speaking about is salt and light being influenced yeah. and really right. being there for God's purpose. And, 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 and I think that's key. Right. As we look at this pyramid here, it's important that we have our children in all aspects that's right. of this pyramid. Yeah. So they can the move, the you know, either, God, yeah. we always place people outside and inside as well. Mm, that's right. and, and I think the that's key right. things is for us to understand. And, and for me, the question was, in that sense, is beginning is to hard? ask the Lord to pray and ask him, where do you want my child? Yes. Where do you want yes. my child? Because not every child is called to go to Eton. Yes. Not every child that's is called right. to go to a public school. Not every child is called to be homeschooled. Mm-hmm. is whatever God blessed that child because of the plan and the purpose he has mm-hmm. for that child. And, and I think that for us, what I believe is taking place in this situation we're at home is almost like a reset button. Mm-hmm. So we can stop doing the things that we want to do and begin to do the things that God wants us to do. Yeah. Whether yes. it is for us, whether it is for our children, whatever it is. And I'm talking about everything. I'm talking about also job situation. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it, I think it's a time for us to really kind of ask, you know what, Lord, I've done what I wanted. This is what yeah. I want. I've done it. But now what I want to do is what you want me to do. Where do you want me to be? Because we need people in every aspect. We need people in government. We need people in education. We need people in media. We need people in, in big corporations so they can begin to influence. They can mm. begin to influence as well. But we also need people outside the system. Yes. So they can continue yeah. to grow. There was a question here that has been said. If you are not the homeschool type, what do you do? I am a career person and find it difficult. There are not a lot of Christian schools to choose from. Where do I send my child? Okay, that's a really good question. Because again, like I said before, you don't know what's out there until you enter the world of it. So prior to homeschooling, I'd done a bit of research in terms of what 
you know homeschooling might look like and you know what resources may be out there and in all honesty I couldn't find a lot of things um you can find a lot of sort of stuff available from the US um but UK I couldn't really find a lot that I was happy with when we took her out of school and we began homeschooling, probably for the first six months, we, call, we in the homeschool community is called unschooling. <laughs> and um, basically that time was spent for her. It, it was six months because she emotionally, you know, needed to be built back up and stuff. But we didn't really do a lot of education in terms of academics at all. Um, we did the bare minimum. She did reading every day. And then we did a bit of maths and English. Um, but and we spent that six months as well trying to find out what really is out there and in all honesty it was overwhelming because there is so much there's so much available that I couldn't if I was to sit here and tell you everything that's available for your children you'd call me a liar there's just there's so much mm. there is a, a class and um a group for absolutely everything everything that school teaches and everything that school doesn't teach there are groups for there are other homeschooling families there are um, classes there are tutors there are so many things now some of them you have to pay for um, so not all are free but there is a whole heap and a whole load of support if you're not someone who's got a lot of patience or you know or knows the first thing about teaching children it's okay there is there will be somebody that does and if they're um if, they, if you don't know somebody that does somebody you know will know somebody that does so in in answer to that question um it doesn't matter if you're not the homeschooling type i think if you've got a vision and if you um want to trust god with whatever it is he's put on your heart it can be done i'm i'm we're proof that it can be done um and also as well god starts to speak about what's really important so there are some subjects at school for example that honestly you'll never use again once you leave school mm -hmm. unless you're going into mm -hmm. specific field so with our daughter there's certain subjects we don't do we do the core subjects which everybody's going to need you know maths english a bit of science mm -hmm. um, and everything else is geared towards what we believe god is calling her to do what she is interested in and so she is learning all the time you know if we do history we're not doing history out of a textbook from mm. the school or following the national curriculum for example we might do history into whatever she's interested in whether that's um a biblical history whether that's mm. history of uh, people of color whether that's mm. our family history it doesn't really matter i still history mm. um so yeah there's there's so many ways to do it and I've, I've never met another homeschooling family that are doing it exactly the same way we are there's so much diversity and you learn from each other um, so I don't know if that answers it. <laughs> that's that's in some quite. There's the a few, thing, few questions. I think the other thing that the person was saying was that they're quite mm. career career oriented. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I think um, that's really what makes a lot of people hesitant because they're just mm. well, what happens to my career? What do yeah. I do with that? You know, and it's just I still yeah. want to do that. So what would you advise yeah. there? I, I think also to find the other two to adding to this is also that she also mentioned about I've been too many de denomination and said people really don't agree on something basic christian doctrine mm -hmm. so it, as you said based on these answers and, and i wanted to add something else into it in terms of the homeschooling type mm. you, you said that you're not necessarily following the curriculum mm. um yeah curriculum do you get penalized for that or you is a penalty if you don't do you have to follow the curriculum or does that affect or, exams or anything like that going forward so the crazy thing is 
is when you look um, on the Department of Education website and you look for information in terms of what legislation says about homeschooling, it's actually very, very grey. Um, they actually do not say that you have to stick to the national curriculum. You can pretty much teach whatever you want to teach. Um, and the only responsibility at the moment that your local authority has is um, just to check in on you and to find out if you need support. Now, there are, there are some local authorities that have very kind of clear support in place so that if you're a family who are homeschooling, they offer classes. So I know that where I, um, where I live, I haven't taken advantage of any of the support at this point but there are some very clear kind of classes that are offered at our local college for homeschooled children um, especially when they get to GCSE level because obviously you're probably thinking well what happens when they get to the age where they sit mm -hmm. GCSEs there's, there's lots of options they can still sit their GCSEs um, and so yeah there's there's not a lot of involvement and not a lot of detail about how to homeschool if the local authority call you and say look um, you know, we'd like to come and visit you just to find out how you're getting on, particularly if you're a parent whose children have been in school and you've decided to take them out. You have to go through a deregistration process, which isn't complicated either. It's literally just writing to the school and saying, look, you'd rather, you know, you're taking a child out and they're going to be receiving education otherwise than at school. And then they have the responsibility to let the local authority know. Then the local authority will contact you and just probably want to know your reasons for homeschooling and whether you need any support. Now, I haven't received that and we, we're 18 months in and we haven't received a call from our local authority, even though we went through the deregistration process. Other homeschooling families from other boroughs, some have, some have not. And the thing is, when you get that call or if you get that call, you actually don't even have to oblige them. You don't have to accept them coming to your home. So at the moment, it's still quite free. Um, there's a lot of talk about trying to regulate it a lot more um, and there's a lot of people that aren't happy about that um, but at the moment it's it's pretty open. It's pretty so open. I guess there's not too many regulation in that sense which is no at the moment. It's an advantage at the moment. Which is an advantage. Yeah. Um, the question was I mean I'm sure I live in a very small flat with not a lot of space and no garden can I still homeschool? Is, is there any do you have to have a certain size house to be able to homeschool or uh, can you homeschool, you know, wherever okay. you live? Okay. No, you don't have to have any particular size home. Um, this lockdown is not a true representation of what homeschooling is like. Um, uh, my daughter and I are out 50% uh, of the time, maybe 60% of the time, depending on the weather. Um, we're out doing things. We're out meeting people. All of the things that, schools do so things like museum trips um places like the royal albert hall all of these types of things that you know children will go to and access as part of being at school mm. all of them have something for homeschooled children every single one of them and you won't know about it unless you are part of the homeschooling community because mm. i couldn't find that information before um, but we've been to the Royal Albert Hall, we've been to all the main museums and they have homeschoolers days specifically so that you don't have to go along with, you know, the, the mainstream schools. Some you can go to the mainstream schools, um, the cinemas, everything. There's so many options out there. So we're not in the house a whole heap. Um, yeah. And when we're in the house, we, we, it's not always sitting down at a table either. Sometimes it's just a chat. Sometimes it's doing something very practical. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. All these things, these the trips and things, that you, mm-hmm. I'm sure some of them incur costs and some of them don't. But if it was, yes. say, part of the curriculum, would it, yeah. would it incur costs? Because that probably would be another thing that people are thinking about as well. Yeah. So there's two, there, there are a lot, that, there's a lot that's free, um, particularly uh, things that, you know, like the, the museums and stuff. A lot of those are free unless you're going sort of to a very specific exhibition. And in that case, what you'll find is that they have a homeschoolers group discount. So if your child was going on a trip with school, you know, you might have to provide a packed lunch and pay, you know, £1.50 or £2 for them to go on this trip or even £5. So it works in the same way if you're going as a homeschooling group as well. You get discounts and you might have to pay a small contribution. Um, I signed up my daughter to do um, like a, a bath bomb workshop and it was all about you know making your own bath bombs and stuff and that was at Lush I don't know if people are familiar with Lush but that was at Lush and and, you know it was it was something tiny it was like three pounds or something like that or two pounds and I know it can add up it can add up but there are discounts and there's a lot for free do you have to have all your qualification like someone said I didn't finish my GCSE having problem with English and math can you still homeschool if you have a uh, problem with some of the uh, um, topic. Sure, sure. Um, yes, you can. <laughs> so, um, although um, you know, both. I mean, I, I I left school with you know pretty good GCSEs um, and in English and maths, but it's still it was still overwhelming for me. You know, if you're homeschooling very small children. Um, primary school age it tends to be a little bit easier if particularly if they're very small because you know it's ABCs it's one two threes it's the simple stuff as they get older it does get harder and I was concerned because you know our daughter was supposed to be starting secondary school and I couldn't remember a thing from secondary you know it was like oh gosh I look at the boys maths and I'm like I don't understand this I don't understand this formula I don't understand anything and so we've been looking at what we can have in place or who we can asked to support in terms of that so again the homeschooling community is so big there will be somebody else who is fantastic at that and or has a hookup to somebody that's fantastic about that and you know there within the homeschooling community you've got you've got you know the christian homeschooling community and then you've just got the general one and to be honest i mean i love both there's pros with both um, but you, and, and you do have to make sure that you know and trust people and have built a certain level of relationship or, are, you know, are happy with them being safe and, and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. But there's a lot. You don't have to know everything academically yourself in order to homeschool. There's a lot out there um, available. Yeah, there's a lot of online stuff as well. Online schools, virtual schools, digital programs and platforms that you can use some free, some for a small fee. There's loads. There's so much. Mm. it's quite quite a few comments here and one of the comments say it seemed like an advantage of homeschooling is parent and child bonding which is great mm-hmm. character building in that sense so i guess you probably be bonded with your daughter quite a lot during those times as well isn't it yeah i mean we we've always done life in such a way that bonding has been priority for us anyway you know so we would do things and don't tell anyone and I'm, and i wouldn't necessarily say everybody needs to do this but we would do things sometimes like wake up in the morning and say right no one's going to school today you know and not because we don't value school but because you know you know it's it's tiring it's exhausting and um getting up every day and kind of going and the rigmarole of school because what we found is a lot of the time 
um, my husband and I would have to undo what was done at school you know so you've got the learning aspect but you've also got what they pick up what mm -hmm. teachers think you know ungodly things being said over them or oh, you can't do that or you know and it's not all bad but a lot of the time we'd be undoing things that we just rather would rather our children not have mm -hmm. um exposure to and so we'd focus on bonding above academic education always you know um so i would say that yes homeschooling is an opportunity to bond i think it's an opportunity to discover more about your child than maybe you knew before and not because you're a bad parent or an absent parent but just because you life is set up mm -hmm. sometimes in such a way that you just can't see mm. you know if i'm when i was working full time honestly i was struggling i could i came home at seven I, by the time you cook and put the children to bed it's the morning again and it was like that day in day out and the weekend i was ko'd so mm. it is impossible for me to connect with them um in a quality way Mm. uh you know regularly when that's life you know yeah. Brilliant. Um, so yeah for those who decide to let the children go that's another question to mainstream mm -hmm. school what can we do mm -hmm. to supplement at home to create a balanced learning that is a very good question mm -hmm. as well yeah so um and i'm not sure what they mean by a balanced learning um but my outlook on learning is in line with what god is saying and um, we've taken quite a long time to kind of seek the Lord about our children um, and about how he wants to use them. And I know we don't know everything. We don't, you know, you know, we know in part and stuff, but we, we've studied our children and we can see what they're strong in, what they're weak in, um, what they might need character-wise in terms of going forward. You know, we've got children, a child I'm thinking of at the moment who from day dot, God has been like, look, this person is called to leadership. Um, a certain type of leadership and there were some major character flaws that we identified in him and we part of the learning for him over the years has been in the area of character so yes like I said the, the core subjects mass English and a bit of science I think should be a given for everybody according to their ability and their learning style so just because somebody's fantastic at reading doesn't mean everybody should be fantastic at reading but then everything else really is in line with the child um, and what is God saying about the child so in terms of a balanced education really I'm looking at what's God saying <laughs> what, what is he saying about each child what is he saying about us collectively as a family because you know what I got a revelation years ago about this whole end times thing. Mm. And, I, you know, we, we, we asked the question, oh, you know, is Jesus going to return in our lifetime? Is it going to be in our lifetime? You know, we're looking for the signs and stuff mm. like that. And you know what God said to me? He said to me, you know what? Even if it's not in your lifetime, yeah. it will be in your children's or your grandchildren's yeah. or your great-grandchildren's. Yeah. And so there is heritage and, and legacy that we legacy. can leave with them. That's right. So that, they, so that whoever's here, whether it's mm -hmm. our great-grand, great-great-grand, they mm. will be, have enough to stand. My, God has told me about my, my, some of my um, grandparents that I never, you know, I was close to my grandparents, but some of my great-great-grandparents who I know were Baptist ministers. You know, mm. God has, you know, given me revelation about their prayers. And a lot of their prayers is what is carrying me now, you know, and is carrying my family now. So we shouldn't think for you know the next 10 years only or the next year only let's mm -hmm. think about generationally what do we want our children to know is 
you know, I don't know, is geography or is history or any of those other subjects, academics, going to be what carries the generations in those, in those times? Mm. I don't know. I mean, that, that is exactly what Marcia and I have been discussing yeah. about leaving yeah. a legacy. And the legacy is not just really yeah. preparing the generation, mm. the next generation and the generation after. Because mm. the Bible is clear, is clear. The Bible says no one knows the day and the hour of his coming. No one. Mm no one so yeah i rather prepare us prepare mm. our children prepare our children mm. so they can prepare their mm. children you mm. know and then just go through generation yeah. um and i think that what you're yeah. doing is is, is absolutely mm. brilliant and i like the balance way to say that homeschool is not for everyone yeah. and knowing that god also need people in a secular it's important that's right you know? that's right it's mm. important the key thing is really to teach our children, the ways of the, the Lord, Lord yeah. you know, as the Bible clearly mm. says, train up a child mm. in the way of mm-hmm. the Lord, and as you grow can. older, it will yeah. not yeah. part from it. Mm. And, yeah. and I think that what we need to understand is beginning to engage with God now in this season and ask it, Daddy, what it is that you want for my life? What it is that you want for my children's life? Mm-hmm. Where do you want them to be? Mm. Yeah. If he say homeschool, then he would give you all that you need for it. He will mm. give you provision. And I testify of this because every time that I follow God's ways, I follow the mm. will of God, he provided for that will to be established. Mm. For some of us, it may be our children to go back to mainstream school. And one of our uh, listeners said it to me, but mm. still created this balance, learning, you know, which yeah. truly as believers, it has to be deep into the word of God. Yes. Our children are beginning to understand this process. We have begun to teach our children the book of Revelation. So every evening we are home mm-hmm. and they're beginning to engage with the question. And some of the questions that they're asking are very simple and interesting questions. Yeah. And I think that we are bringing this balance here. My, our youngest son is seven years old. He doesn't want to go back to school now. Mm-hmm. He's enjoying being at home. And it's not only, as you said, the, the very interesting point of one of your listeners mentioning what you actually touched on it, the bonding. Yeah. I think he finds bonding with mommy so great. Yes. He love Because one of the things that Master's created, I'm sure that you created at home, is some kind of structure. You know, my wife is very structured. So she's mm. created a structure at home. So he's at home, I feel like he's a school. So he knows <laughs> that he starts at nine o'clock. He's yeah. doing his PE Joe stuff at nine to nine thirty. Then yeah. 9.30, is got, I think it's got English, math, and he go for it. But I think, I think it's important to just highlight, I think, what Nicola was saying. It's very different um, because it's not really the, the real setup of the way it would be because you would be out and about and doing things. Mm. But, I, but what I love, what you said from the beginning, is that you work, you go from the end, and you kind of go from there. So we That's know right. what God's right. plan and purpose is and what God's will is for our children. And That's then we right. go from there. And, and I just love the fact that, and it's something as I, the Lord's really been speaking to me is about this thing about legacy is yeah. like leaving a legacy. And as you said, it's not just for this generation and yourself and Jean-Marc, it's for generations to come, you know? Yeah. So when we're actually thinking about that, it's just, as you said, you look back and the prayers of your ancestors, your great, great grandparents are mm. what, what's keeping you now. So when our yeah. children look back, what is it that they're going to say about us? That's right. What is it that they're going to say about their parents? What is it that we did or we put into place 
for them and for their children and for the, their children's children. What is it? Yeah. And that's the way that I kind of look at it. I'm like, okay, that, about the preparation of our children. What is it that they're going to look back on and say that yeah. because of this, this is why we are the way that we are today. And what, what yeah. I'm thinking is when I look forward, I want to, I want to know that our children still worship the Lord, mm. that yes, their children right, worship absolutely. the Lord, that that's their right. families love the Lord, that absolutely. they are, they, when it comes to kingdom, they're advancing God's kingdom. They're on that's fire right. for, the, for the kingdom of God, that they yeah. love the Lord with all their heart, soul, mind and strength, that they right. and their children and their children's children mm-hmm. going on from the generations, whatever happens, they are steadfast. They are immovable, right. unshakable for the things that's of right. God. So regardless of whether they're in the secular, wherever they go, they are impacting, they are influencing and they are moving and shaking and that things are changing because of the things that the seed that was sown and the the legacy that has been left from generation to generation. I think that that is the key. You got it. You got it rightly. So, and that, that is what we are trying to do is, yeah, is really bring this, bring this, you know, this love for Christ, but not from us going from generation to generation to generation yeah. because at the end oh. of the day there's areas that we cannot influence that our children will be able to influence that's right let me just say this ultimately right mm-hmm. it's god that does the work in us yeah. right um, but there is so much that parents and families can do to set children up and to set them looking in a certain direction and you know when you said marcy you know looking at the end Mm-hmm. Um, and parenting or you know allowing God to work in our families in such a way because we have the end in mind that's exactly what I'm talking about it is you know we we talk about revelation all the time and some parents think it's scary for children and stuff and I've found that as we've delved into the book and we've talked about it and we we've had what's called we have what's called um warring conversations and they they are convers they're the difficult conversations they are well wait hold on are people gonna die wait hold on mm. well, why is God gonna allow this and all the things that you know the wrestling that we do in our own quiet time with God is what we do as a family and we ask them you know what do you think about that do you think you you could resist the mark do you think this do you think that and we know that God's the one that's going to do the work but the bottom line is we're, whoever's here our children grandchildren great-grandchildren they will have to stand for christ that's oh, what we want we want them to be able to stand for christ and are they right now can they stand alone can they deal with peer pressure can they deal with not having the latest gadgets or the latest trainers or mm-hmm. can they is that been built as a character trait in them mm-hmm. that they can stand alone in their convictions in their beliefs because mm-hmm. ultimately that's what's going to happen everybody's going to be taking mm-hmm. this mark Mm. everybody for some of us it will mean death if we do not take it mm. do we are we raising children with that in mind mm. or are we raising them with well we'd like them to just you know continue going to church and praying which is which is part of it mm. but it goes so much more than that things won't always be cushy like how they are now <laughs> you know so, thank, thank you, you so, so much, much Nicola. it was wonderful uh, mm. to have you on the Bless show you. um mm. again with us and thank you so much for the insight and and really uh yeah the take out is really preparing <laughs> our children you know to worship jesus you know it doesn't matter what mm. we're in you know mm. but really to bring that generation to know christ and as yeah. you said to stand for christ to stand for Christ is important um guys thank you so much uh, i can see you guys will be flying those questions again and, and we just love your question we love thank your you comments so thank you so much again um, we shall see you again next week. But do you know what, Nicola? Why don't you pray? 
um, mm. really just to release this this wonderful word uh, word so into us. Sure, Father, we just really want to thank you so much for the opportunity to just gather together mm. and to meet to pray and to just discuss um, how we can prepare. You know, mm. in these times that we are in, we thank you so much that you have called us to exist in this time in this season and in whatever geographical location we may be in it is not an accident it is uh, by design that we are here and so because of that we need not fear father god i just thank you so much for everybody that has logged on to listen i ask of god that you will help us in your body to build strong families families that are for you families father god that are in line with your will and your purposes and your holy spirit Mm. lord i pray that you will give us wisdom Yes. about how to raise our children, wisdom, how mm-hmm. to build our homes. I pray, oh God, that, you know, we, we, we don't need to start everywhere and we're in every area with everything. You mm-hmm. know, we might feel overwhelmed by everything that has been discussed today, but there may be one thing or two things that you are whispering in our spirits to start doing or start changing or to tweak. Lord, I ask that you help us to be obedient in those areas mm-hmm. and trust you with the rest. We ask, Lord, that you will help us to stay focused on you and stay focused on relationship with you as we love our children. Mm. Pray this. I pray your peace over families, Mm. your peace over us as your your body, as your church. Mm. I pray, oh God, that our children will be trailblazers for the kingdom, that, Lord, they will stand in the time where the testing comes, that they will be able to stand for you, and that, Lord, you will deliver them into the promise that you have spoken about for so long. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Guys, I thank you again for listening to the show and we shall meet with you again next week, same time, 10 o'clock. God bless you. May the Lord be with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Bye. Bye -bye. Bye -bye. Bye. 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 Bye.